everyone, Dave and Jeff, our first podcast of 2019. Let's see if we can make it a good one. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> uh, crazy couple days. Happy New yeah. Year, Dave. Happy New Year to you. Uh, fuck, we're, we're somewhat off. I thought we were off to a good start. I was not planning on starting this way, but I'm, I'm afraid that we would miss it. And I'll tell you why this is going to be a crazy week coming up. Um, the other day, whatever it was, like the second, I think, I feel like it was Wednesday. Like the day started with the passing of Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah. And then it was Super Dave Osborne. And then it was Captain from Captain yeah. to Neil, right? It was yeah. crazy. But then all of a sudden, uh, somebody that we like a lot around here, Summer Serrano passed away. Yeah. And I really was afraid today that I would forget to mention this. So we'll just get it out quick. Uh, Summer was an incredibly nice person to anybody who met her. And she loved this show like she loved any show that talked Padre baseball. And I'm just incredibly heartbroken to hear of her passing. She was a ticket seller for the Padres. She was a... How long was she a ticket seller for the Padres? I don't know, but my buddy Connor worked down there and Summer went to a game this year. and, And Summer was holding my will call tickets for me. And just... Dave, I'm just telling you good people, man. Yeah, she was very just, much so. From the, from as long as I can remember, we've done the show. At least 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Her, her and Terry saw them everywhere. Right. Going way back. And, man, we we saw it. And if you looked at her Facebook, she was posting pictures out with friends on New Year's Eve. Yep. She was posting pictures in the afternoon of New Year's Day. And her boyfriend, who's another great guy, Bruce, they were together 15 years Said she passed away from a heart attack on uh, New Year's night. Yeah, very young, in her 40s. Yeah. And just, man, I'm telling you, just one of those people where you go, just good people. Summer Serrano was good people. She was good to Dave. She was good to me. And uh, and I just, you just go, fuck, man. En- enough of this shit. It's so, uh, very, very, very strange, as, as you said before. There are people who have supported the show for about 20 years. She, yeah. She's one of them. Well, you, you, you pull in it in the parking lot where there's a Qualcomm Stadium or right. Petco. We saw and talked to her for an extended time at Kevin Towers' funeral. Right. And so much personality. And just somebody that loved that team. I thought it was incredibly cool of the Padres to put a message out about her. Yeah. Don Orsillo put a message out about her. Which Trevor I Hoffman. Did he? Yeah. God, man. that that And, you know, uh, she would have been incredibly humbled by that because she was not anybody that wanted the spotlight on her silly like i said big personality incredibly fun quick smile quick laugh um one of those people where dave we used to do padre road trips to to peoria and if you were drafting people we go okay we're gonna be on this bus for about four hours now we will have the ability to drink beers (laughs) uh you would want summer in that group on the bus because they made it really fun. I my heart goes out to her family and friends, as I know yours does too. Dave. Absolutely. Just uh, uh, we've all experienced loss, and uh, and and my heart goes out to Bruce. Uh, they were together for 15 years, and just uh, he was the yin to her yang, and and I only had limited dealings with him. Incredibly nice guy. And, uh, and I'm just, for 15 years, man, and I'm just uh, all of a sudden together on, you know, hanging out. I think he was down at one of the, uh, I think he was at the LSU game. So I, I don't know, but he had, Bruce had posted pictures from being down in Glendale. And, uh, man, 
I just uh, I'm I'm incredibly sorry for for their loss. She was a really really sincerely good person. Honestly, as bad as big of a Padre fan as you're gonna meet. Yeah. And uh, if if you met her before, super nice person. As Jeff said, one of those people that you say never has a bad day. Yeah. You, know, you can't imagine her being in a bad mood. She was uh, she was absolutely fantastic. So when when yeah. you by the way, I don't think there's a Padre player in the last 20 25 years that hasn't met her. I right. mean, you know what I mean? She go out of her way. To sit there and, and cheer everybody on. She was a big-time Padre fan. One of the first things I thought about, unfortunately, was I wish the Padres would have won a World Series. Well, she saw it. You know, she loved that team. Yeah, she sure did. So um, I just I had a fear that we were going to miss that. So our, our thoughts and uh, our prayers go out to Summer's family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff, another one I want to mention, unfortunately, is the names that uh, continue to, to pile up in, in 2019 already. Jerry McGee, and, ah, you, and you said it just the other day when we had a group of listeners in the garage. You said, uh, "Hey, keep them in your your thoughts." Well, here's the deal. This is why you kind of want to be a Patreon member mm-hmm. because if you listen to it, you understand exactly what's happened. I released it today, meaning Sunday. I released the show from last week. Okay. So you're sitting and you're going, "Well, what's Jeff talking about? He passed away, you know, four or five days ago." Well, yeah. That's exactly why you want to be caught up on, on Patreon. Everything happens at that moment otherwise you wait seven days and you're kind of behind whether we're talking about sporting events or unfortunately we're talking about somebody passing i was with jim trotter a week ago last night in la the forum for the ufc card and jim got a message from bill center saying hey jerry is back in the hospital and mcgee was one of those guys uh i was i was going back and forth with grainy trotter posner I uh, talked to Nick for a bit. Um, Bill is another one of those guys. Phil Collier is another one of those guys. Dave, I just had a great appreciation for those all those guys from the paper when I got in, and they were all very cool to us. You and I got along with those guys. Great. Uh, McGee, to me, goes in that same category as Nick and Bill, old school. Yes. Uh, but the thing that I really liked about Jerry was having known him for shit, 20 some years he had a very soft easy cadence hey jeff how we doing but jerry was a no bullshit guy that's what i like best about him as well jerry was a no bullshit guy and uh and the story that nick wrote (laughs) the other day um about how jerry ran the football the fantasy football league for the union tribune and that, to me, would just be great because if you think about commissioners in a fantasy football league, man, the commissioner just gets abused. It's a thankless role in any fantasy league to be the commissioner. If McGee was the commissioner of your football league, nobody's giving McGee shit. No way. McGee's just running it. But Nick had told me that story at least 25 times. And I asked Nick, I go, I feel like you've told me this story 50 times. And the story was that it was a very bad Charger team, and they were uh, running the football, uh, fantasy football, the newspaper. Now, keep in mind, at that time, we had Times Advocate, North County Times, a bunch of different papers. And Nick's story is um, that Al Saunders popped his head in the room and said, any Chargers taken yet? To which Jerry McGee said, not at, uh, not yet, Al, but we're only in the seventh round. <laughs> and uh, and this, is, this is the story that I thought Nick was going to write. 
because this story is my favorite McGee story ever. And it's uh, a story that he was on the beat and there was a story about Bobby Duckworth being traded. And they're in the media room and he said, Coriel comes in and is going through all his stuff and, you know, giving no answers at all, not answering any questions. And all of a sudden he says, uh, hey, uh, Jerry, what's with that shit you wrote today? I had Bobby Duckworth in crying in my office. (laughs) And to which McGee replied, uh, Don, I stand by my story. And Coriel's walking out and he goes, yeah. Jesus, where the, you know, yeah. where the hell did you get it? In a goddamn bar? <laughs> to which McGee said, Don, I haven't had a drink in more than 10 years. And Coriel looked at him, paused, and said, good for you, and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. You said he wasn't a bullshit guy, which, yeah. which I, I like. And a lot of things, and what I mean by that is there are a lot of times in media where athletes, because they make a ton of money and they're superstars and yeah. people don't pay attention who are the guys that, that cover the team, mm-hmm. sometimes the athletes pull the bully technique. Yeah, and Jerry refused to be bullied, and he wasn't right. going to fight you. Not at his age; he's not going to knock you out. But he wasn't no. going to back down either. No, he would kill you with his words, and he would let you know, "Hey, I have as much right to be here, and this is my job." Where I see a lot of guys in the media that take a beating and they just take it, and I look at him and go, "Why do you push back?" Yeah, I mean, the guys sitting there trying to embarrass you and push back, and there's certain guys where we'll sit there and go, "Look at the way Belichick owns the room," and we, I don't know why we applaud that. Right, you're a human being, also. I don't understand why people sit there and take it. But you look at a guy like Jerry McGee, and Jerry McGee wasn't that guy. Paul Rudy told a, a funny story, which I give him credit for saying on uh, on television because he didn't have to say it. It was embarrassing. Mm. He asked a question, and he said Jerry McGee was standing right behind him, and I think it was he was covering the Chargers at the time. And Jerry McGee, right in his ear, right behind Paul Rudy's ear, goes, what a stupid question. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he called out Paul Rudy for oh, this Jesus. way of wasting our time. But when Paul Rudy said it on television, it made me laugh because that's exactly what Jerry McGee would have done. You're wasting but, everybody's time. Don't ask stupid questions. Yeah. Now, unless Paul was trying to be, I don't know what the question was. I'll say it. Um, I dealt with Jerry a lot. That wasn't his personality. No, it wasn't a dick. No, not at all. And he was great at writing boxing, uh, was a great boxing writer, loved writing tennis, loved writing tennis, loved going out to Indian Wells. That was his beat. But I would love it because I produced for Hank and Kernan, and McGee was a regular. You and I used yeah. McGee, and I would call him consistently. And Jared Chef, how we doing? I'm walking. Yep. And... Yeah, I was going to tweet that the other day, and I figured out some fucking douche hiding behind. Yeah, some douche hiding behind an alias with no pictures going to make a smart-ass comment about a guy that blows everybody out of the water talent-wise. He just was so talented and such an incredibly good man. And and the thing that I remember that was great about McGee was I made uh, at least two trips that year. Yeah. And... I remember the trip in Philadelphia. Me and Jeff LaValle from Channel 10 carpooled in to the airport. And it was shortly after 9-11, and everybody was learning the new TSA lines. And McGee and Trotter and Nick held a spot in the TSA line for me and LaValle. Yeah. 
and somebody was like, hey, and McGee said, they're with us, and that's the end of it. <laughs> and it was just like, fuck yeah. I love Jerry McGee, man. And love that's him. the end of it. That's yeah, that was it. And, but the <laughs> only thing that I loved more than McGee was Nick telling me McGee's stories. Yeah. Um, I, I hope I'm not, God, I, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for sharing some of these, but I just fucking love it so much that there was a story that the paper used to be down by Dobson's downtown. Apparently there was a building downtown. This is my other fucking favorite McGee story. And so there was some, some coaching change coming. I think it was around like the Harlan Svare deal okay. days. So uh, Jerry and another guy, according to Canapo, were assigned to be at the desk and wait because this firing was coming and they needed the story. So whoever the fuck the editor was said, hey, stay down there. Well, they went because they're down there at 3 o'clock and nothing's coming, so they spend uh, the time in, in uh, Dobson's, the bar, which I think is still there, across from where NBC used to be, right okay. at Horton Plaza. So Jerry and this other guy are just fucking <laughs> hitting it, right? Hitting it, hitting it. Well, all of a sudden now, about 8.30, the news comes down that Harlan's been fired. And again... Give me a little flexibility yeah. on the time. You get it. Deadline is 9.15. So Jerry said, well, here we go. And they get him up to the fucking newsroom yeah. where he's been down at Dobson's for six hours. And they just say, he's just fucking boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and the editor, they're watching, man. We're five minutes. We're six. You know, we got to go. We got to go. The editor runs in. They're holding the paper. What do we got? What do we got? He pulls the paper off the thing. And the only thing says, Chargers make coaching change. By Jerry McGee. It's the only fucking thing on the paper. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Just one of a kind, dude. That is funny. And uh and Nick's already scheduled to be down. Well, I could yeah. just I could just listen to Nick tell me I I said to him the other day on the phone because they were incredibly close. I said, I don't know what strikes me funnier, your Sterling stories or your McGee stories, but I said, God. Two completely polar opposite yeah. guys. McGee is the guy you want to be. Sterling's not, but both incredibly funny guys. You know, I was looking at the newspaper today. I, I tell you, I pay for it every day, but I really only look at it on, on Sunday. So I didn't no even look at it. It's in my car. And so, <laughs> see, and I just get it online. I don't actually ever touch the newspaper. I don't know anyone that actually gets the paper Me. delivered. You, you actually get it I get delivered the LA, to your house? I get the LA Times every day, and I get the UT on Sunday. Yeah. And I think I'm entitled... To the UT online, and I, I don't know that I've looked at it once, and I've gotten a Sunday for a year. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever once logged in and gone. Other it, than when yeah, then AC may have some Padre stories. I'll go read. You'll go look for Padre stories, especially this time of the year. You're looking for Padre yeah. stories. Yeah. You know, right now when I look at the newspaper, you and I are both newspaper guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I like honestly, I like to hold the newspaper. I mean, to look for at sure. it online. The way I'm doing. The only reason I changed online was I wasn't getting the paper delivered to my house till like 10:30 in the morning. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. So uh, I wanted to see it, but right now on on Sundays is when I get it. The deal is the paper has changed so much, and it's just you know the old you know the, because you get everything through Twitter or online so fast that there's nothing in today's paper that happened today. We said that line a million times, but there's not a lot in, and the newspaper business has changed so much. When I look at a guy like Jerry McGee and Bill Center, and even though Nick's still there. 
those guys are kind of getting out at the perfect time. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a young guy, even if you're you're Bryce Miller, I think does a great job. Yeah, the business isn't what you thought you were getting into. Trotter, when you're, when you're the Trotter, yeah, he, he under understood exactly what was happening. Stephen I, I think. A was a newspaper guy. Yeah, he was big. Bayless time. was a yes. newspaper guy. I mean, whether you like him or not. They're all guys, Jason Whitlock. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that were newspaper guys that, that did that same thing, Dave, that no longer survived by writing a column three times a week. Exactly. So I sit there and I look through the the paper today and just, just to let you know, one of the one of the things I'm flipping through, I'm looking at it right now, D5 of the paper, and it's a story on Leo Mazzoni. He hasn't been a pitching coach in forever. How about pitch counts? And I'm like, fuck. Who wrote this. that? You're going Michael Powell, guest columnist, okay? And you just go, okay, here we go. I've heard Leo talk a million times. Right. I don't need to see Tom Glavin quotes. Right. This is where we're at. This is a big day in NFL football for the playoffs. Right. The Lakers, big talk that you know they're making a trade and there's moves that go on on the NBA, which are, are happening. championship tomorrow College, night. Exactly right. So there's so many things going. I'm like, the newspaper sucks. It just fucking sucks. It's not what it used to be. I'm not saying it's ever going to go back because, as I said, you get information right away. But it's just nothing there we go. I'm excited about it. I'm not kidding. The day Nick retires is the day I, I just cancel it. I honestly get it because Nick makes me laugh every Sunday because I always look for an old reference in his says me on every every Sunday. Yeah, and and why? Uh, I think a lot of people line put Nick up on the T. The thing that I would tell you is having known him, yeah, and known him the best out of that whole group. He couldn't give less of a shit. He does not at all. He could not give less of a shit. And the thing is, he will not back down from his argument. I've had 20 things over the years where I absolutely buried him on his argument. And he will not give up. Then at the end, he's still my guy. Yeah. He's still my guy. Canapa is, he knows San Diego sports better than anybody. And uh, yeah, I enjoy it. The wishbone shit is, that's why I love him. Because you can go, that. what in the hell are you talking about? And he would sit down here and yell at us as to why the wishbone matters. Yeah. And he would yell at us in a way that would be hysterically funny. Still not change my opinion at all. But that's what makes it, David. It's funny, man. Those guys all, Bill Center and, and McGee and all those guys, they're just old school fun. Do you remember when Chicago, I have to think, did ESPN have that show, Sports Reporters on TV? Yeah. All those old dudes from Chicago, and then Rick Talander was kind of in the yeah. middle of it. Well, young Mr. Talander. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that show. All those guys were so funny, and that's exactly how uh, – life was for me if I got to hang with those guys is that they would rip you you could rip them but it was all hysterically funny it was so I always look for as I said the whole thing last week we were goofing because he did his favorite dropkick guy I was like I can't name one dropkick guy I had a watch in Luke the movie. Rosa? Yeah. Is he coming back? <laughs> from, the, from the movie The Longest Yard. That's the only time I've ever seen a drop kick until Doug Flutie did it before he retired. I've never seen a drop kick in my and, life until Doug Flutie did it. Well, you saw Doug Flutie, and then you saw the guy last night at the end of the Seattle game. The guy oh, dropped. The- yeah. yeah, and Pete Carroll just was like, what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing? What, what the, the fuck what is this? The, how, yeah. about, how about, uh, as, we, as we do the show right now, a couple hours ago, the Bears lost it on a, on a, on a game-winning oh, kick, shit. okay? Yeah. And one of the offensive linemen on the Bears stood up, maybe laugh, and he yells at the fans, hey, fuck you. You don't realize how hard this shit is. 
And, well, and I'm like, who are you yelling to? Yelling to the people that buy tickets to uh, to watch you play in person and freeze their asses off. But he drops the fuck you. You don't realize how tough this shit is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to connect. Uh, full credit to Kevin Harlan, who about five minutes into that game today said, hey, for Chicago, here's the kicker. And boy, yeah. he's had a shaky year. We'll see what happens. And then I was out and doing different shit and then planned to be back in the car for the end of the game. And then I hear that kid fucking missed it. I yeah. go, God damn, if you're Harland, somebody, that storyline, Kevin does games on CBS. I don't know that he saw the Bears that much, but he had the note that eventually came through. He yeah. missed 10 of them, 10 of them this year. The 11th was today. Well, what's fucked is uh, I'm going to Chicago on Wednesday. Yeah. And we'll get into that story in a minute. Fuck is she doing? <laughs> sure, he's up on the couch. She's living the life. I've, I've been down here for a year. Never, never seen her, seen her on the couch. Never have seen her up on the couch. Same well, thing. she's having fun, so forget it. She's our friend. <laughs> um, but Dave, I was thinking, I go, shit, I don't leave Chicago until 8 o'clock next Sunday night. And I go, well, not that I would have gone to the game, but yeah. it'd be really, really fun to be somewhere watching that game in Chicago. Exactly right. Yeah, fuck that. That ain't happening. So, um, real quick on that, just get comfortable. Jesus Christ. I love this dog. <laughs> Sorry for anybody listening, but Dave's dog is up on the couch, which she never does, and she's just moving around, knocking shit off, just killing me right now. Um, Dave, I, I think this, I don't know how you want to take it. It's up to you how you want to take it. Friday night, I'm out. And I'm driving around, and I get a phone call from a family member. But yeah. I was on another call, and I didn't take the call immediately. And then this particular family member called me right back. And I said to the person I was talking to, I have to take this. And the family member was incredibly emotional and said, I'm fighting a battle. I'm fighting a battle, and I'm losing it. And crying and we talked a lot of things out and just saying and what eventually came through was what realized what kind of moved the needle for this person was your son Jake's video wow and they said to me I have watched that video uh four or five times I feel like he's talking directly to me and I cry each time I see it and I need help I'm sick of being alone. I'm sick of being mad, and I don't know what to do. And I said, uh, all right. And he said, I called you because I knew you'd be the one person to listen. And I said, do you need me to come to Chicago and help you out? And they said, yeah. And I said, okay. So I'm going to Chicago Wednesday. Um, what I'm doing is I'm going to Chicago because there are days when, you just, when you're feeling alone. Yeah. You kind of need support. Uh, we will get him into his employee assistance program through his employer. I've already talked to his district manager. We're good on that. Good. Um, and then we'll get him into a couple other programs. We've got him on that. Really, my deal is just kind of to be the point man on this. But um, which kind of impacts our, our next couple of shows because tomorrow night's the national championship game. Tuesday night I'm seeing my sons because I'm leaving Wednesday and not getting back here till Sunday night late. But I just, uh, I thought it was really, really cool that A, they realized they need help, B, they reached out for help, and what they said caused them to realize it was Jake's message. 
That's awesome. And so that's one in the win column. Yeah, absolutely. Right because uh, Jake also realized that he needed help yeah. and had started that process to to win, to turn it around. But it was made very, very clear to me on Friday that uh, that the reason for the change and uh, this person's district manager who I spoke to last night said, oh, yeah, we we noticed we noticed there was a battle going on and, and they weren't winning, but we're glad to hear they need help. So, uh, Jake, wherever you are, kudos, man. Your, your message hit home with one. And uh, we'll fly out there uh, Wednesday afternoon, and we'll try to put some shit together for him. You know, someone said to me on, um, God, it might have been Thursday or Friday morning, they said to me, have you gotten any signs from Jake? And, uh-huh. and so, I, you know, I, I said, what do you mean? They go, have you seen anything or felt anything that you felt like Jake was with you? And I said, you know what? No, but I, I wish I had. And I, yeah. I said, I don't. I said, my wife feels like she has. Some of his friends have said it. You know, it's it's one of those. Uh, yeah, I would love it, but I haven't had a dream or anything like that where I felt like he was there. There are a couple things that have have happened though. After after this person said this, this this message you just told me is one of them. Go, that's a Jake sign. Yeah, five people that knew Jake have gotten tattoos for Jake, yeah. which has been kind of crazy. Yeah, you know? I love that. And that's uh, that that's nuts. That that there are five people that have tattoos to, to honor my son, which are awesome. Um. But I got to tell you, one of the the things that my son did was he would always turn the screws on his mom. Whatever he could oh, yeah. do to get a reaction 100%. out of Rita, and he would you know look at you and me and Josh, and he would laugh, and he just knew because we encouraged it. Yeah, like the assholes we are, we loved yeah. it. Sweetest woman on the planet. <laughs> she fell for it every time. She fell, yeah, yeah, fell for it every single time. So the other day, she gets a bill and she says, you know, for three months in a row, you know. Um, I've been getting these these bills from Sony, from PlayStation, almost $30 a month going, you know, hey, what's the deal? And I remember my wife would say to Jake, what the hell is the deal with the $30 a month on my credit card? I don't know. I got to look into it. He would say, what do you mean he's looking into it? He's not making any fucking calls. He's playing, you know, Fortnite or whatever. So he, he wouldn't care and he'd go through. And so for the last month, we all of a sudden we get another one, you know, $29. And here's here's another one. And she says, I'm going to call and cancel this. And I go, okay, go ahead. You know, I'm not playing. To be honest with you, the PlayStation's yeah. unplugged. It's it's in his closet. We aren't touching it. So she says, I want to cancel it. They go, okay, what's his email address? We'll send you a confirmation. We go, we don't have his password to his email. We, we can't get that. So you got to cancel it. So the lady says, okay, what's his screen name? And as soon as she said that, I went, fuck. Because Rita's on the phone talking. She has no idea what his screen name is. And so Rita goes, <laughs> what's the screen name? It's the only way they're going to give us permission to cancel it. And I'm like, fuck, here we go. I go, it's Clint Torres. She goes, what did you say? <laughs> I go, you got to tell the lady it's Clint Torres. I wish I would have recorded it on my phone. Five times Rita's yelling in the phone, Clint Torres. <laughs> and the other, there's like, how do you spell it? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. It was fuck. such a nightmare. My wife was so beat red and so <laughs> fucking embarrassed and then screaming it and spelling it over and over and over again. It was the funniest fucking thing. And I'm going, fucking A, Jake would be laughing his ass off right now going, yeah. I got the, I got my mom one last time. I got her Completely one last time. Completely embarrassed her and. And we're laughing our asses off, but man, when I, when Josh came home and I told him the story, dying, just completely yeah. dying laughing. Your poor wife. That was it. Poor wife. Yeah, fucking Clint Torres <laughs> off PlayStation for good. Finally, after all oh, that bullshit. Oh shit! That was uh, the, the that, end of an era. That, that was... <laughs>
that was that was it but that was th those are two signs there one obviously yeah. means a lot to me that that video helped again that video that jake made i didn't even know it existed jeff you told me it existed oh, I, had, I had no idea and it was a one-time deal that he shot in his bedroom and yeah. i've heard people say that to me over and over again going that that video was um was, was very helpful I, I was at a, a party yesterday for a 21 year old kid okay and um at the party were a bunch of jake's friends and they're celebrating uh, the birthday of, of this kid. And other people are saying, look at this one and look at this one. People in, who are in the backyard and they're going, they're struggling. And I didn't realize and they're going, that kid's dropping a lot of weight or that kid's skin color doesn't look good or that kid looks sad. And one of the one of the kids I was talking to, he, he says to me, he listens to the this podcast as well because I only listen when it says Padres in the title. He's a big Padre fan. He's a mm. ticket older. And he goes, when are the Padres going to win? He goes, I really need to know. And I said, I don't know when they're going to win. I go, some people say 2020. I said, you were saying 2019 at one time. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be this year. I'm telling mm -hmm. the kid. And he's just getting pissed. And he's just opening Coors Lights in front of my face as we're talking. And he goes, fuck. He goes, my dad got me into this team, and now he won't even go to the games with me anymore. Uh. And he goes, when are the pods going to win? And I said, let's be honest. I go, let's go 2023. Let's wait for Fernando Tatis to be the guy and then yeah. give him time to mature. Don't put all this pressure on a 19, 20 year old kid. And, uh, he's like, son of a bitch. I can't tell you how, how depressed I am by this. I said, dude, it's just baseball. Yeah. This is an escape. Don't let this be the yeah. thing that throws you into a funk. It's one of those things we have a good time with. I know we, we talk about getting busting people's asses all the time on, on things that they enjoy. It's what we do to get laughs out of it. But, man, if this is one of those things where it turns your life upside down, please don't let it do that. No. It's, it's ridiculous to do that. I was going back and forth tonight with Alan Horton. Yeah. Because it was very weird. I had um, – we were trying to find the NFL game. I had my sons out. I went to NBA radio, and I didn't realize the Wolves and Lakers were playing an early game. Why is that, by the way? The reason know. I say that is you expected the Minnesota Vikings to be in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Why would they schedule a Laker-Minnesota Timberwolves game at the exact same time the Vikings could have been playing? It seems really weird. Yeah, I mean, that's the NBA. Yeah, it was a, tw it was a 12-30 start for yeah. us but here. Yeah, strange. I don't know. And the NFL game was going on at the yeah. same time. So, I mean, so I, I kind of just fell into Horton's call. And it was late in the game. The Wolves were up by at least 20 at that point. And I heard Allen say on the radio, you know, this is the time where you got to get the starters out. You're up by 20. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. Calling out Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. And then uh, there was a ball that went out of bounds off of Michael Beasley. And Horton, as he continues to do, throws little things in and my sons love it because Al said, well, that ball went out of bounds off of Michael Beasley's big fat leg. <laughs> and my son Jack goes, Whoa. <laughs> and I did. And I go, what? And he goes, did you hear what he just said? Did you hear what Alan just said? He said it went out off of Michael Beasley's big fat leg. <laughs> and so, uh, we were laughing and then towns got kind of an elbow and he goes, well, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm talking about why you get the starters out. Well, then we got where we were going. We were gone for a couple hours. We get in the car. Yeah. The football game's over, and the guy says, hey, here's a scoreboard update. And it goes through the NFL games, and then he announces the Minnesota Timberwolves today have fired Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. And we were like, whoa, what? Like, my sons are completely into the NBA. We were sitting last night. 
at a Target in Encinitas. I bought everybody like 35 basketball cards, and we're going old school making basketball trades yeah. at 10 o'clock last night in Target. These two guys are maniacs. They know Tom Thibodeau. They know the whole thing with Jimmy yeah. Butler. And they were like, whoa. I go, God dang, you beat the Lakers by 25 and he's out. But, Dave, to your point about the Padres, I texted Horton and I said, you know, will there be one of my teams that's just not a complete clusterfuck? <laughs> the Padres are a clusterfuck. The Wolves are a clusterfuck. The Kings are a clusterfuck. The Aztecs are a clusterfuck. Raiders yep. and Horton's like, God damn, you sure know how to pick him. And then I go, and I'll tell you another thing. Palais a clusterfuck. <laughs> Looking at him on Twitter today with his bullshit. And I go, I saw your shit today. I yep. had no time for it. I said, I'm picking up 11 people. They could all punch this fucker <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> and Horton's like, God, he's a piece of work, that yes. fucking guy. Wait till Tom Thibodeau leaves tomorrow, and his last thing he says is, this town and Alan Horton aren't going to have Tom Thibodeau to push around yeah. anymore. <laughs> calls out. Calls God, out Alan. I, just, I have no teams. The yeah. Vikes suck. That was surprising, right? The, yeah, Vi the, the Vikes, Vikes they go. That was your Minnesota Timberwolves all of a sudden. I was trying to find your boy Alan Orton right there on that call. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, uh, David, just like, you just go, God, every team yeah. sucks. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's, but it, he uh, he just said, you know, it it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge. Who's the guy? Who's the guy in Minnesota? Uh, well, I hope they shoot bigger than Fred Hoiberg. Okay. It's funny because UCLA, that would be a big get for UCLA. I love what was written the other day. That the fucking boosters at UCLA want him to go get Rick Pitino. How can they afford Rick Pitino? And I, well, shit, you're paying Chip Kelly five yeah. million a year. Yeah, but Chip Kelly's not banging waitresses in Applebee's. Well, I send it out to our friend Greg Bergman at seven ten. I go, hey Bergman, I think big, and all these people lost their mind. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know, social media to me, um, I I just don't understand why people don't get it that. Bergman, yesterday, there was a video that somebody posted of Kevin Mitchell making a barehanded catch. Yeah. The barehanded catch. So I immediately send it to Mud. Yeah. Right? Hashtag greatest Padre ever. Greatest. Those are your best tweet. I love like it. That might have been my favorite one of all time. Hashtag red full solo cup, all this stupid shit. I'm just sending to Mud. You dropped it. With, you finished with Fuck My Life, which I love yeah, the best. Fuck my life. <laughs> Um, and then all these people, like I said to Mud, I go, all of these fucking sheep immediately yeah. jump in when Mud can write anything. Thanks, Al Roker. And then you got 10 fucking people hit like, even though it's the laziest effort ever by Mud. <laughs> and I go, all these fucking lemmies just line up hey, for your stupid shit. But the thing is, like, I have said that story to Mud a, a thousand yes. times in 20 years. All these people that don't know me have never hung with me, have never hung with mud, and most importantly, have never hung with me and mud together exactly. at the same time. All have to jump in and give your fucking opinion on the story. Just stay out of it. We don't need your shit. When we go to lunch, there will find I will circle some way around to go, God, this fucking <laughs> team. I'm like, how come nobody ever says uh, the curse of the Mitchell? Yeah. Huh, Mud? How come? Fuck you. Mud doesn't cuss. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, but that's it. 
And I just, it's the same thing. So I started, yeah. I knew Bergman had no interest in Patino. None. So I, but to fuck with you yeah. and Greg, I said, well, look at, here we go, Greg. We're all in on Patino. And Greg goes, bullshit. I don't want, I have no ties to UCLA. You yeah. and Greg love it. I just like poking the bear. And here come all these other dumb fucks yeah. that know nothing about me or Greg or you or conversations that we had off the air, our friendship. Everybody's just got to fucking stick your nose in there yeah. and think we. nobody gives a shit. Like some dick the other day was talking about um, sticking his nose in about the Aztecs. Some guy I've never fucking heard from. Or the guy yesterday who was mad at Walchef and said, well, I'm going to. You know, we're going to take our biannual meeting and there goes $1,300 out the door. And I just did Pete Carroll. Oh, no. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? No, God. If Twitter's guilty of anything, it's given a bunch of no-talent dipshits this feeling of self-importance that mom and dad obviously failed in doing. So the guys who own Twitter now make all these fucking idiots think that their their opinion matters. Yeah. Maybe it matters in your own house. It doesn't matter to us. Shut up. <laughs> okay, because I got to ask you about, speaking of Twitter, because as you said, all of a sudden I, I said something on Twitter about the Chargers, and I wasn't sitting there needling the guys. I'm trying not to be that what? guy anymore. That's that's my move. It's trying yeah, not to be that sure. guy. Well, my failing. point is the people in San Diego, and that go, this goes for the newspaper guys as well, guys like Nick, who has to Togerson. call them Judas's. Togerson and all those Todd guys, Strain. they need the Chargers to keep winning. Because the second the Chargers lose, what are you going to talk about for the next two and a half months? What nothing. do you have? You got nothing. You need the team to hang around another week. And for all you people who hate Dean, I understand you don't want him going to the Super Bowl, but you need it. you Because you're saying, I can't wait to watch them lose against New England or Kansas City, whoever else they end up playing. This is what's driving you right now. You have nothing going on. As spring training is, you know, five weeks away, and that's not going to give you any interest. Well, I hate to give you any credit. That was as funny a fucking tweet as anybody has written. Anybody has written in a long time. When you wrote today, I was like, fuck you. Nobody needs your bullshit right now. But when you wrote, hey, you know what? In a city that apparently hates the Chargers, boy, there seems to be a lot of people live tweeting this game. <laughs> I was like, oh, you son of a I bitch. I was right. I hate to say right. it. I was right. That's what? what people are doing. Nobody's watching. I like the guy that says, I'm at the mall, and he takes a picture. There was no one there. Nobody he was the, the only mall. guy in the intersection. There was nobody going to the mall. Um, and the guy goes, I'm at the zoo today. I go, what's the score there? Yeah. It's the same fucking zoo you guys have been going to for 25 years. It's a tourist place. It's a great zoo. But, man, you've been in the zoo one time. There's no reason to ever go back. The fuck you going back for Look at some little fucking feral cat running around. That was great. That was really worth my 48 bucks. Yes. Hey, and when you come in, check out the flamingos. No? Nope. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. And if you go up this hill, which looks like Powell Street in San Francisco, it's just straight fucking up. If you go all the way up there, you can uh, see uh, albino snake. <laughs> You know, I'm not really that interested in the albino snake. Yeah, I'd like to see is where the fuck I parked my car so I can get out of here. <laughs> That's it right there. I like there. SeaWorld. SeaWorld was great. And then they all freaked out because, oh, sorry, the fucking killer whales were getting 25 pounds of fucking steak four times a day. Hey, yeah, they fucking had to jump through a hoop. Nothing life, nothing life's easy anymore, yeah. okay? Ass, grass, or gas, <laughs> Shamu. <laughs> 
Yeah, but instead we'll just fucking release him out where all these third world countries are harpooning them. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Good job. Good. Release him. Donald Trump's kids can take care of him. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, sorry that his fin's down. How about you bring some fucking hot chicks in? A boat? <laughs> hey, killed all that shit down there. Nobody wants to go down there and see the fucking sea otters. Shut up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Dave, I just, yeah. I, I sat there. Here's the thing that I cannot take on behalf of the people that are impacted by this. I'm really not, I wasn't a fan, but on behalf of all of you that I like that were impacted by this, this is the shit that makes me crazy. On Channel 8 today, as I'm watching, they're doing a, a commercial with that silly Jeff Zevely. Yeah. Embarrassment to San Diego High School. <laughs> Nobody came out of San Diego that fucking silly. And this fucking dink is doing his commercial that his house is getting ready for the big game. It's a Super Bowl promo that they're carrying on Channel 8. And, hey, we're ready, and they're running around. It's him and his silly wife and their silly kids. Great. All four of them are in fucking Charger jerseys. Really? That, to me, is a kick in the fucking nuts. It really is. Togerson and Strain and Chiquetto and then Raul who cries about everything. Fucking Raul has lost all credibility because all he does is bitch and complain if he doesn't get an extra ketchup packet. His whole fucking day is ruined. <laughs> but, but like Channel H is shoving it in your face and having all these guys dance around wearing Charger jerseys. Dean won. Yes. And it's not because of any effort that that Billy made or sign guy made or anything else. It's not anything about you. What you guys have to realize is for every Billy or every sign guy or Pete and Point Loma, all the guys that get it and, and the 2,000 others of you that really genuinely get it and had your nuts cut off when this happened, there's 10,000 fucking Zevelis out there that are dancing around and, and wearing their silly Charger uniform that, that just are fucking clueless. It's not about the 2,000. The 2,000 can't fucking beat the 10,000. You just can't. And that's what upsets me. Yeah. That's what upsets me is there's this very, very small minority. You guys are the guys that Dave and I saw when we would do those 1 in 15 shows at the bus gate. And we would say, nobody's coming through the door. And here you came. You guys fucking lived that team day in and day out. You loved it. And you had your heart torn out. Yeah. Dave, it would be if the Dodgers moved to Vegas and all of a sudden, Jim Hill's doing a fucking commercial in the Dodger jersey. Yes. You're going to be like, what side exactly. are you on? Channel what fucking side are you on in this? They laughed. They bailed. Why are you jumping around in a fucking Charger jersey? I don't care about the paper. If you are upset with what Jay and the paper do, it's very simple. Don't get the paper. But if you're not covering that team, as Dave just said, then I'm stuck paying $2 a day for USD basketball that I don't yep. give a shit about. Let me make the decision. If you don't like it, then don't read it. But to have Channel 8 do that, I just thought is unfucking believable in this town that they do it and you see it on every channel. They're all jumping around and it's all everything. And that is why I genuinely 
feel bad for you guys. And I think there's a small part of that 2000 that unfortunately can't fucking get it that the warning signs had been there. So when I put shit out that I wrote 10 years ago, it's not directed to kick Craig Meaty in the balls because I love Meaty. And Meaty is one of those dudes that felt it. It's to remind the other fuckers that say, hey, we had no warning. Yes, he did. It's just uh, that to me today, Dave, I just I just find that revolting. I really do. I'm like, what in the fuck is Channel 8 doing where you have that? You could wear any other jersey, cowboy jersey, yeah, Eagles could. jerseys, Viking jerseys. You'd all be fine. But to have four fucking people jumping around in a Charger jersey, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, here's what I find interesting. In 10 years from now, what is your prediction on the NFL in San Diego? What I mean is not the NFL is going to be here because, look, the NFL is not coming back. No. It's just not coming back. And and I tweeted to someone today who, who wrote, hey, here's a clip of Tony Romo saying San Diego Chargers. And I wrote back, that's fantastic. I hear every time a media member, say, a media member mentions San Diego in front of Chargers that there's a greater chance they're coming back. It's the dumbest thing ever that we yeah. sit there and pull those clips. What I mean is by this, the NFL is obviously the most popular game by a long shot. Mm-hmm. The NBA has passed Major League Baseball, especially with young people, but the NFL is gigantic still. Mm-hmm. And we ta- tried to say this on the radio a couple of years ago. What are you going to do? Because everyone else in the country is going to be talking NFL. It's not going to be yeah. soccer. It's still going to be NFL. Are people just going to catch on late and pick a team? I have friends of mine who are Charger fans who put the name in the hat of every team outside of the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They pulled a name out and goes, I'm a fan of that team. I have a buddy of mine who's a huge Cowboy fan, and he is it's a lie. So, but he, you know what though, this guy has has honestly gotten the gear and has gone to a Cowboy game in Dallas every year over the last two years, mm-hmm. and he's all in. He's probably going to go to L.A. and catch the Cowboys and and Rams next week. But at the same time, you can't tell me you're going to turn your back on the most popular thing if you're a sports fan. Are you going to look back at these years and go, I don't know what I was thinking? I try to fight it, but I can't. I see more and more people saying, I try to say I wasn't going to believe, and even Sam Bass says, fuck it. Yeah, he caved in. He caved in. And I think a lot of people are caving in, and they're embarrassed to say it because they know it's not right, but they love the game. Well, I think they love the team. You think it's the team, it's mm-hmm. not so much the game. Yeah, I think they love the team. I think they look at it. I think there's a lot of people that said, I never really went to a game, so I just watched him on TV. And the way the camera shoots, you just seen the field, and it's still the team, it's still Rivers, and it's still Gates. But I, I think, Dave, it's the relationship that has broken up that you never get over. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I think there are people that you go, man, who was that that first true love? Right? The, and you go, okay, well, I moved on. My life's okay. But when that name comes up, well, shit. If that first true love's on TV every week and it's being jammed down your fucking throat, yeah. it makes it a little tougher to move on. If that team had moved to San Antonio or somewhere and it wasn't constantly beat over your head like it is right now, maybe the transition's a little easier. But it doesn't help when the local channels pick your scab off every seven days and not only pick it off, but rip it off. And I, I just I, I just fucking cannot understand the mindset of this town that we let shit like that go on. And I'm telling you that as a guy who thought that team was a complete fucking disaster. I dealt with them. They were cocksuckers to me, and I was a (laughs) cocksucker to them. We had a very great relationship where I fucking hated them, and they hated me. Really, I mean, at the end of the day, I think they hated us, and we hated them. 
because they knew we didn't give a shit. We yeah. didn't buy into any of it. Thought they were all a bunch of fucking jerk offs. And uh, and that was it. So I'm telling you, but I still look at it. I don't have any anger towards them, but I look at it on behalf of the dudes that sat in this yeah. garage last week, and I go, you got to be fucking kidding me. And you got some dipshit like Zevely jumping around, or whoever put yes. it together. Who, I, If they came to you and me and said, we're going to do a commercial, we want you in Charger jerseys, I said, are you fucking crazy? Like, are you fucking crazy Yeah, it's crazy the worst decision right of all time. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, it'd be like going I, to the Kennedy fucking, you yeah. know what would be great, Dave? Maybe I can go to the Kennedy <laughs> compound this year for fucking birthdays, and I can go, or I can go to the Kennedy Halloween party. I can go dressed as fucking Sirhan Sirhan. Hey, 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 look who's here. Bang, bang. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And look at my buddy Dave. He's Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, look, shit, we brought Stevie Woods. Look, at he's an underdriver fucking snorkel guy out of Chappaquiddick. Hey, uh, hey, hey, let go of me, sir. I will not leave this party. But in San Diego, we're just like, hey, fuck. Nice costume. Nice costume, yeah. All right, there are eight teams remaining right now in this thing, okay? Two of them are from L.A. Mm-hmm. People would lose their shit if uh, one of these L.A. teams, let alone two of them, made it in. This was my prediction before we started that it would be the Chargers and Rams. So if I'm not mistaken, because the Colts winning the other day, if the Colts knock off the Chiefs and if the Chargers knock off the Patriots, the Chargers host the AFC Championship game. Uh, they could. That'd, what be, I think, that'd be freaking nuts. What I do think is great, and just let me have this, you one, got it. this one minute. All of you fuckers that hated Belichick and Brady and just refused to acknowledge anything that what they accomplished, now... You guys are all fucking running down to CVS and getting your aloe vera lotion to jerk them off behind yes. the back barn because yeah. you're dying for that team to beat the exactly Chargers. Exactly right. All's forgiven with Marlon McCree. Yeah. <laughs> you're all circling the wagons to fucking jerk that little team off back there. You don't know what the fuck yeah. to do. Yeah. And believe me, I've been there. I know. I'm just telling you, I've had situations where you're like, who the fuck do I cheer for in this game? <laughs> right? And the one I'm laughing at the most is uh, I'm going to be dying laughing. I, I'll be out of town most of the week. Shit. But poor fucking Marty Caswell, who, oh, <laughs> poor Marty, who hates that Charger team, but she has not liked the Patriots. Poor fucking yeah. Marty is going to be so conflicted. She's not going to know what to do this week. She's not going to like that. She will not like that Patriot team. She won't like the Charger team. Can you imagine that if they pull that off? Rivers against Brady and Rivers finally gets that win in Foxborough. Uh, I I just, Dave, I can't, I can't do it. I know it's ironic. I know it's this. I know it's Nobody that. expects the Chargers to beat Tom Brady, right? Well, I just, out of the, the respect that I have for a lot of people that helped us buy houses, yeah. I can't. I just, I, I just think it sucks. I think you guys will all survive if uh, if they lose and you want them out and try to move it forward. Like it just, yeah, I, I maybe once they get in that new stadium in 2020 and if they become a Super Bowl team, I think it would be a little different because you would have had a couple of years to, to heal. But right now, the further that team goes, no, man, I'm, I, I don't see anything funny about it. I don't see anything cute. I think it sucks for all of you. And uh, not like it sucks to be a Raider fan, but uh, but goddamn, they they the San Diego Chargers lose that game today. Oh yeah, they do. They the blow LA it. Chargers yeah. win that twenty game. point lead and they blow it. 
The San Diego Chargers yes. lose that game. You know what the San Diego Chargers would have had that's a lot different than this L.A. Charger team is the injuries. Yeah. I mean, really, you look at the Chargers. They lost Ferret. They lost Hunter Henry. Otherwise, yeah. they've been pretty healthy. Yeah. And you look at how many times have we seen five, six, seven starters knocked out for the entire season. Yeah. Over and over again. And the L.A. Charger team, for some reason, has stayed kind of healthy. If this team, for some reason, made a run, even to the Super Bowl and lost, in year two of being in L.A., that means they did everything that this team did in 56 years or whatever being here. Uh, I just think that would be That would be fucking nuts. All right, now, let me let me get your guess. With eight teams remaining, if you had to pick mm-hmm. right now, we'll reseed, of course, next week when we do this. But you eight teams remaining. Who are your two teams to make it to the Super Bowl? Man, well, I mean, you've had a couple of teams that have been off. But from the teams that I saw over the weekend, I thought the Chargers looked good. They did look good. I really did. I mean, I, I How thought, about Gus Bradley? I don't know. I know you were in the car a lot. Dude, yeah. he took his safeties and made them all linebackers. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, was watched, genius. I watched 95% okay. of the Charger game. Today, I watched a lot last night of the uh, Cowboy game, which I thought was pretty good. Um, I didn't see a lot of the Colts game, um, but I watched a lot of the Charger game, too. Um, you know, I, I fuck the Saints are going to be. Yeah. I still think the Saints. I, I think it'd be great if the Rams did well. I couldn't give less of a shit. About St. Louis. Fuck you, St. Louis. Yeah. You stole the Rams from L.A. That's 100%. an L.A. You paid off the team. Owner. Yeah, you paid off the owner. That's an L.A. team. They belong in L.A., and I don't have any fucking sympathy for St. Louis. Plus, he lost two fucking NFL teams. Um, so And I, I like Sean McVay. I think that's cool. But I like Drew Brees. So I would like to see either the Rams or the Saints come out of it. I would love to see those two match up in the NFC championship game. I'm with game. you on that, yeah. And then uh, coming out of the AFC, I think it will be – I do think New England beats San Diego. And they face the Chiefs in Kansas City? Or you like the Colts? Colts are red hot. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's another interesting game. Colts I, have – I mean, excuse me, the Chiefs' defense is so bad and Andrew Luck looks so good that you kind of wonder, can the Colts pull it off? Colts have been Chiefs, unbelievable. I mean, here, Chiefs have not won a playoff game since Joe Montana. Yeah. That's insane. Well, and, and the thing with Mahomes – if you think about the Rams game, which was such a crazy game, that game was so fun to watch. But Mahomes had a little bit, um, you know, a little bit of gunslinger. I almost threw Johnny Manziel. Well, I don't want to say Johnny Manziel. John, college Johnny Manziel. Yeah. I, I would say the better guy that it makes me think of is how Favre would just kind of rifle some shit. A young Brett Favre that could make plays happen, but then Favre would do shit that would just, we saw it, right? Drive Mike Holmgren crazy. Mahomes kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Um, I'm going to want Kansas City to come out of that game. How fucking funny is it that Frank Reich, who looked like a nervous wreck, wasn't even the number one choice. Josh McDaniels, the number one choice for that job. And Frank Reich goes in and has got him in the final four. I know everybody has Mahomes probably been your MVP. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck should be the MVP. When they wow. surveyed 32 general managers and said, yeah. rank the teams from 1 to 32, the Colts were number 30. Yeah, terrible. 30. At, a, at 30 of the 32, I should say, 30 of the 32 general managers picked the Colts as the worst team in the NFL. Um, and here they are in the final eight. Yeah, I'll take, uh, take New England. Although I feel like uh, I feel like they could get knocked off. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, anything can happen is what you feel. Yeah, yeah, but in anything the NFC, I mean, I kind of would like to have seen New England and San Diego yeah. in the AFC Championship. Like right now, I'd like to see New England, Kansas City, San Diego, Indy because I feel or sorry, 
You just Everybody can have a drink. Yeah. Uh, Chargers, Indy, because I think the Chargers would beat that team, and then I'd like to see the Chargers lose in the AFC Championship. You see uh, Tony Romo drop the Philip Rivers' pissed line? I didn't know you could say that on TV. I don't think you can. <laughs> He's fired. Um, and so that's it. And then yeah. in the NFC, if it goes Rams or Saints, and as long as an NFC team wins it, then I, I think that would be cool. You know, as, as a kid, my first memory of football, I told you before, was the Rams always losing in the playoffs at the Coliseum to either the Vikings or the Cowboys. Yeah. That's where the slow clap started when I was a kid with my dad standing up and doing that slow clap. It's so weird to see the Cowboys are going to be the team that faces the Rams in the playoffs next week. Yeah. Hope the Rams are wearing the the uniforms that I, that I like, the the ones that when I was a kid. But at the same time, it's next Sunday is the the busy mm-hmm. day for me, at least as an NFL fan, is you'll, the Chargers play in the morning, and right afterwards mm-hmm. you're going to have the Rams at the Coliseum hosting the Cowboys. All right. Um, so, again, shows are a little – yeah. Not sure what we're going to do. I'm going to try to get down here Tuesday night, but again, uh, just bear with me. It's kind of a crazy thing. I think any of us that rode, uh, rode shotgun with us in 2018, I think you understand that if uh, this is, to me, Dave, it's the first Jake's project of 2019. Perfect. And so uh, we'll, but I'm going to try to get down here for a little bit on Tuesday because I definitely want to talk about Alabama. All right. I got, yeah, I got something for you right after we mentioned these guys here. I want to mention, of course, Alan Taylor. Taylor Made Pools does great things in San Diego for 20 years. Look, now's the time to talk to Alan. Look, his schedule is going to get busy. Here's the chance to make sure you have that pool ready to go for the summertime. The weather starts getting really nice, and you have that staycation we talk about, that perfect pool in the backyard, things that you can only imagine. Alan even has a better idea than what you have. What would be perfect? If you have a pool that's not in great working condition, Alan can fix it, make it better. Pool resurfacing, don't forget, new equipment and repairs, full remodels, commercial or residential. Alan Taylor with Taylor Made Pools at 619-449-4452 is the number, 619-449-4452. Well, I'll tell you what I figured out, what the perfect thing is for your brand new Taylor Made Pool, and it's going to happen in, uh, I don't know, do the do the math, in about 359 days. And that's when all your stupid neighbors are doing their polar bear plunge. And they're all doing it because they're all, you probably saw a bunch of pictures on social media. Hey, here I go, 2019, polar bear plunge. And guess what they were all doing? They were all jumping into that ice cold pool like a dick. (laughs) Or jumping into the ocean. Hey, the water's not bad. I have no feeling in my testicles for the next month, but otherwise I'm fine. Here's what you do. You get a tailor-made pool. A, it's going to look gorgeous 364 days out of the year. But the day when it's going to look the best is on January 1st. And what you're going to do for your polar bear plunge is you're going to tell Alan, listen, I know you have the regular heater that's going to keep this pool so incredibly comfortable, but I have neighbors across the street that do this polar bear plunge, and I'm going to do one here. But I want this baby jacked up to about 84. I want it so nice that I can cook fucking shrimp in here when I'm done. And then when you post pictures, people are going to be like, God damn, hey, good on you, Dave. Good on you, <laughs> Brian, Curry, and everybody else for doing that. Daniel, Tyler, look at that polar bear plunge. Shit, it'll be jumping into a bathtub. Goddamn, problem solved. <laughs> Taylor made pools. Taylor made pools. Brian Curry's your guy for real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. Brian's your guy. I told you last week when we Why did this show. Why are you yelling show, at me? Because I'm going to give you, I told you so right now. What I right. say happens in San Diego every weekend? 
a fucking hit and run. Another yeah. one happened tonight. Shit, where? It happened. City <laughs> Heights? It happens all the time. I think this what one is Lemon Grove. Oh, big shot. Look, <laughs> I encourage you guys to get the perfect house where someone in a big yellow brand new Mustang is not going to go shooting right through right. Your, your garage. I saw that story tonight, Did too. Did you see that shit? Yeah. Listen to fucking Stevie B yeah. just drive right through? <laughs> I like the neighbor. I was watching the Charger game. All of a sudden, it's like a bomb. That's weird. A brand new Mustang went right through that. God house. damn. How about working the brake pedal, kid? Brian Kerr is your guy. He's the guy that will find the house that is safe from brand new Mustangs going right in your house. He's the guy to call. We love Brian. Does a great job throughout San Diego. Also, is your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, <laughs> call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. I tell you, I'm going to have a big Excel spreadsheet that I'm going to need BC to work off of. Number one, what's the hit and run ratio in this neighborhood? <laughs> Next. The Amazon packages get stolen off the street. Next, when I drive by the curb, what is with recently? I've driven by two different places in the last two weeks. And there's just a fucking rolled up, sealed up, dirty diaper on the side of the street. <laughs> Who does that? Who does For Christ's that? sake. <laughs> BC, is this happen? No. And once we check off all the boxes, guess where I'll be living? I'll be living on probably fucking Jupiter, the way we've let this shithole go. <laughs> But if there's a neighborhood that checks all the boxes, there's one guy who knows where it'll be. It's my friend Brian Curry. Can't wait. Do you see Jalen Brown the other day after Dirk Nowitzki missed 10 shots in a row and he no. couldn't score against the Celtics? No. He put his arms down, trying to help the guy score before he left Boston for the last time? Yeah. Thinking, what were you thinking when you guard guarding Dirk? I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, make a shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all we need. Great places to live. None of them named City Heights. Oh, my gosh. You need that great fence around your property, that gate, that iron gate that makes it look so great. At the same time, for your neighbors, are going to love it. If you move in with uh, Brian Curry, helps you out. Then you call Daniel Tyler, and you have a brand new fence. Started back in 2005, Daniel Tyler's doing great things in San Diego County. He specializes in the North County, but he'll go all over San Diego to make sure you have that perfect fence. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846 at sandiegosuperiorfence.com. I tell you what, you know why I want that fence built? Because it's during this 10 days when people just throw that carcass of a Christmas tree out on the curb. I don't need to see that. A week ago, that Christmas tree was nothing but fond memories. And now it just looks like a big peeled down carcass right there on the side. I hate it. So I'm going to say, Tyler, build me that fence. I don't want to have to look across at the Costa household and look at that spray painted white tree on the curb. It sickens me. And he'll build it. But all you other dipshits that don't know how smart I am and don't know the great work that Dan Tyler does with Superior Fence, you're going to sit there. Your little kids are going to be crying. Wasn't that the tree that I got my Thomas the Tank Engine under? Now it's dead on the street. <laughs> and you have to talk your kid down? Not me, buddy boy. Not me. My friend Dan Tyler will bail me out and he'll bail you out too, unless you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be his new sales pitch. I like it. I like it. Unless you're dumb. Oh my gosh! All right, as we mentioned before, 2019 is here, so people are trying to figure out their schedules. Another guy that's trying to open up his calendar a little bit more as he's busy as can be. Ryan Barkley, oh, Barkley yeah. Landscaper. I saw Ryan just yesterday, and busy as can be because here, here comes the rain, and guess what? You're going to need help with that. Oh, 
that lawn, you got to make sure that things are put in the right order. I already talked to Ryan. I'm gonna actually going to rip out my, my front lawn, going to redo things because the person of the house before me mm-hmm. put three different types of grass in there. Remember I said these goddamn what rabbits? What was it? Bobby Jones? Yeah, it's fucking Does he think he's at Augusta? He got Bermuda? It, literally, it is Fescue? ridiculous. Different parts of my lawn die at different parts. He goes, we're going to rip this shit out. Brian, and Ryan goes, we're going to do this right. It's going to make it look perfect. Fixed the rose bushes yesterday. It was great. Then I walk in, and Ryan's sitting at the table eating. I'm like, hey. Hey, come on in. Have what, dinner. What, what just Thanks for your two and a half minutes <laughs> worth of work. What just happened? He was nice enough to thank her on Twitter. Made me laugh. But Ryan's become family, and we're glad Ryan's back. But his schedule's open right now, and he's ready for your business. So you give Ryan a call. Ryan Barkley and Barkley Landscape has done a fantastic job. His dad, Scott, started this business more than 35 years ago. 619-807-9615. It's his dad. Here's Ryan's number, though. He'll answer it 24 hours a day. 619-669-8000. 619-669-8000. Well, one of the nicest things you can say about Ryan Barkley is he's going to make your life incredibly easy because he has no dietary restrictions. So when you're making dinner for him, <laughs> go ahead, fire up the Brussels sprouts. If you have some kale, spicy salad, he likes that. The black and grilled salmon always is a hit. Yes. Maybe some Pellegrino, but he'll have a, a black cherry uh, Dr. Brown soda. Love Barkley. What made me think of Barkley, and yeah. it really made me think of Dan Tyler too, Dave, all kidding aside, was yesterday – when you were seeing north of us in L.A. when the rain started to come down and people were concerned about mudslides and everything yes. else. It's one of the things we've talked about with both of those guys, but especially with Ryan Barkley, is our weather is just so crazy here and the soil is so crazy here that when you have that heavy-duty clay, it doesn't just soak in, so it just sits there on the surface that's why you want to call Barkley Landscaping. They do beautiful work. Look at the pictures online at DaveAndJeffShow.com. But then when you have that opportunity to have them come out, it makes such an impact, Dave. That's why I love all these guys. You put the pool in from TaylorMade Pool. Um, Ryan Barkley takes the average and makes it beautiful, right? Yeah. Cleans it. Dan Tyler protects your property with superior fence. And then Brian Curry comes in. And helps you move that property so you can get into even a better house where it starts again, man. Love these guys. All of them. The quality of work stands by. uh, We stand by their work. They stand by their work. And there's different ways. They all know each other. They all work together. So maybe there's a way you can incorporate them all in. Big fan of all of them. Best way to start your 2019 is with the phone call to one of them or all of them. Absolutely. Jeff just mentioned DaveAndJeffShow.com. Got to thank Kyle Pfluger. If you're looking for someone to give you that professional-looking website, Kyle's your guy, 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. I have a friend of mine who does photography, and they've kind of gotten away from it. It's not just a business anymore. You're, you're thinking, well, we have... The Dave and Jeff shows and podcasts, we talk about uh, different sites. You know, Brian Curry needs one, Dan Tyler needs one, Al Taylor and Ryan Barkley. But maybe you're just somebody that you go, hey, you know what? I I take pictures and, yeah, I might put them on Instagram or I might put them on Facebook, but I would like some place to kind of have them organized, to show them, to have some fun. That's the time to call Kyle, too. Uh, Could be anything. Could be for your kids. Could be that website where you're doing Heck, you want a future in broadcasting. You can put your demo reel up. Everybody, it feels like Dave needs a website right now because everybody's building their brand. 
And uh, you can see it firsthand on our page. We're thrilled with the job Kyle's done. All right, last but not least, the thing I was holding on to was national championship game tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Four years in a row now, Alabama has played Clemson. Not in the national championship game every year. Last year was the semifinals, but three of the last four years, here you go. It's up in Santa Clara. The interest level is very low up there as far as really? tickets go. Tickets are going for about $500 is what they sold for. They're now selling online for $100 a shot. My son actually is going to the game. He asked me, he goes, do you want to come to Santa Clara with me? We'll go up and fly right back. I'm so superstitious, I'm not going. So he's okay. he's going. Alabama was very nice, took care of him. He didn't have to pay for a thing. But here's the When's deal he about going? the game. He's going uh, tomorrow morning. He's going to fly okay. up at like 1030 tomorrow, um, see the game, stay the night with, uh, with a buddy of his from high school, then he's going to fly right back. Hopefully if the team wins, he'll celebrate with the team is what he's looking forward to doing. But a couple things about this game. One is the number one team has never won. Ever. Wow. Since this thing started in 2014. The number one team's never won. We always talk about the jerseys in uh, the NFL, yes. the Super Bowls. The team wearing the dark jerseys never won. The higher seeds never never won in the championship game. So Clemson's wearing white tomorrow. Alabama's wearing crimson tomorrow. We talk about just different superstition stuff that you and I like to go back and forth with. Before the season began, I picked Clemson to win the national championship. Yeah, but I, you do that because you're trying no, to I'll do reverse with you, psychology. I, 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 no, no. I was looking at the defensive line. You look at Clemson's three guys on the defensive line. One of them's not playing because he's suspended. Mm -hmm. Three of those guys will go in the top 15 picks in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing. So, great team. they got a great quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. who's the, the quarterback. Watch in two years from now as we have this conversation – he will be the number one pick in the draft. The guy is an incredible passer, but I'm going to go Alabama. I'm not going to say reverse psychology. I'm going to go with Tua. I'm, I'm completely have faith in what Tua does and those Alabama receivers against the defensive backs of Clemson. I'm going Alabama. Do you, do you have, a, have a pick? I mean, if you are I do. betting. I'm going to tell you how this game is going to go. Clemson. Do, 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 hey, before you make your pick, do like uh, Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon did the other day when they said, hey, we both have multiple houses. If you had to bet one of them, <laughs> which, one would you, which one would you bet? <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, I'm going to tell you exactly how this game is going to run. Okay. This game tomorrow, Clemson's going to get out to an early lead. They're going to be up at halftime, maybe by a score of about 17 to 7. And what's going to happen at that point, Dave, sometime in the second half, the ball is going to come out of Tua's hands, and it's going to go into Jalen Hurts' hands. And it's going to go into Jalen's hands because he was nice enough to sign he two did. signed footballs to our event that happened on August the 1st. And Jalen Hurts is going to be the reason why Alabama wins the national championship. And that's fine with me because the Saban family sent a huge thing of flowers for Jake's memorial the week of the LSU game. That, yeah. to me, if you do that for somebody that was a preferred walk-on, as popular as Josh was, that is still incredible. It shows you how in touch Nick Saban is. That meant a lot to me as as Jake's friend and as a, a extended member of this family. So I'm going to find a way for Jalen Hurts to make a difference cool. tomorrow. And you know what? I'll say this. I don't hate Clemson. I'm not a big fan of Mike Pomeranz, but other than that, <laughs> I like it. Uh, but I just uh, I've always enjoyed kind of watching Alabama football. Uh, with Josh being down there, but especially with what happened this year with yeah. that organization, uh, with that program, uh, I'm cheering. I'm all in. Roll Tide tomorrow. Cool. Fantastic. All right, so we're going to do our best to do another show this week. If uh, we don't get another one out, you understand why. Jeff has uh, more important things going on. But, but we'll, I will uh, absolutely be back. 
We're going to try for Tuesday. If I can't do it Tuesday, we'll be back Monday, okay. a week from tomorrow, and then we'll do a couple of bonus shows next week for all the Patreon people to make sure I get you covered. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you.